everyone and welcome back to behind the space bar this is episode 19 why your band should use in-ears if this is your first time joining us Behind the Space Bar is a podcast for playback text musicians, music directors, uh, really anyone using Ableton Live on stage. If this is uh, not your first time and you're returning, then welcome back. So glad you are here. Uh, today, we're starting a three-part series here on the podcast. We haven't really done any series on Behind the Space Bar yet, but we're starting a new three-part series all about using in here. So today, I'm going to present you with six different uh, reasons why I think your band should use in-ears. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about transitioning to using in-ears, how to transition your band to using in-ears. Uh, and then um, on the 30th, May 30th, we're going to talk about how to improve your in-ear mix. And we're going to talk about how to do that without spending uh, any money whatsoever. So I'm really excited about that episode. Uh, but we're kicking off a three-part series. And actually, I'm going to talk a lot about in-ears uh, over the next few weeks. Uh, coming up on Saturday. Saturday this week, Saturday the 21st, um, talking about the uh, some tips for choosing the best in-ears for live performance as well as personal monitoring mixes. That's going to end our five-part series on um, uh, on our Saturday gear session. Uh, and then uh, for, let's see, the next three, if not four weeks on Wednesdays, I'm going to talk about, I think six weeks now, now I'm looking at it, uh, we'll be talking about in-ears specifically in a worship setting. So if you're a worship leader, um, and uh, you want to know a little bit more about using in-ears in a, a live setting, helping your band transition and kind of understand how to do that, um, then you need to head over to the YouTube channel and you need to subscribe uh, so that you see all that content. That content will be out Wednesday, 10 a.m. Central. But here we find ourselves today. Uh, and today we're talking about why your band should use in-ears. There's a lot of benefits. I just threw together uh, what I think is a, a list. I like list. It's really easy. Uh, episodes that have list in them um, are, are easy uh, and easy to digest and easy to follow along with. But I've got six reasons for you. If your band is considering transitioning to in-ears, uh, if your band is considering um, should we use in-ears, should we not, maybe you get some hesitation from folks um, uh, that aren't really into using in-ears, send them this episode. Hopefully this will give some reasons uh, as to why it's beneficial. Um, again, uh, next week, I believe, as I'm looking here, yeah, on the 25th, uh, at least as it stands now, unless I change the date, I'm going to talk specifically about this for worship leaders on Wednesday. But for today, uh, this is just in general, why your band, no matter what type of music, no matter where you're playing, should use in-ears. Um, okay, first, I, I should kind of say this. We'll talk about it a lot, but what are in-ears? Here's an example. These are custom in-ears. These are my all-clear custom in-ears that I normally wear. I don't have to wear them right now because I'm not listening to anything. I don't need to monitor anything. But uh, if you think about it, if you've performed in a venue that had floor wedges, stage monitors before uh, that were speakers that were pointed towards you and you have to coordinate with the sound engineer to say, hey, more of me, less of me. Well, you never say less of you. It's always less of the other person and more of you. Uh, you've used monitoring before on stage, right? If you play in a small enough venue, you can, yeah, sure, 100% just show up and set your guitar amp up, set your drum set up and play and everything's fine, but you got to hear vocals. You want to be able to hear vocals as you play um, and uh, and monitoring really helps that. Well, in-ears is kind of the next progression of that. Instead of these floor wedges, we now have in-ears, typically custom in-ears that are custom molded to our specific ears um, that we can wear and, and have some really cool benefits. And so what I want to talk about today, again, is six benefits of using in-ears. Here's what I'd love from you. Let me know in the comments if you're watching on YouTube um, what you think, uh, either which of these six is the best benefit, the most beneficial to your band, or if I didn't include something in the list, 
uh, let me know too. Like what's what's most beneficial to you and your band or even just you personally in using in-ears. Okay, here we go. So number one, uh, why your band should use in-ears. Uh, each band member, that's vocalist, musician, whoever's in the band, uh, gets your own personalized mix. So if you've ever used floor wedges before, performed on stage with floor wedges, particularly as a singer, uh, back when I was uh, out front in leading worship in smaller churches, this was pre-in-ear days, uh, this was always a disaster. It was the worst part uh, of playing music on stage because I played electric. I was a singer, typically kind of the main person singing. Um, a lot of times my wife would sing with me as well too, and, and she's a great singer, and I'm more of a just kind of talk with a little bit of rhythm and uh, a slight amount of uh, a pitch. Um, but, you know, someone else would typically sing with you. Well, what always happened is you didn't have enough mixes for everyone. And so what would you do? You'd have a floor wedge and you'd say, okay, Will and and – this person would share a mix and I would say, okay, I need more of me. And then we do a song and that person would say, okay, I need less of Will, more of me. They turn up and then I'd say, okay, I need less of them and more of me. And we would just battle back and forth. It's basically like whoever got the last communication to the sound engineer before uh, the service started, had the best experience and the other person did not. Well, when you move from a floor wedge to these guys, uh, uh, custom in-ears like this, What's really cool is you now get your own customized mix. So in my ears, I can choose uh, what I want to hear. If I want to hear more of me, guess what? I hear more of me. Um, I am maybe the odd one out that I like to have a lot of click in my ears when I play. Uh, it helps me lock in, helps me lock into the drummer really well. So I have click super loud. I know some people that you know barely have click there. I tend to have it super loud uh, for me. But uh, you get a customized mix. So if, if you're a vocalist trying to blend with other vocals, you can get the blend just right as opposed to trying to share it with other people. Uh, if you're a guitar player, you get to actually hear your guitar for once. This is a weird experience as a guitar player because we're used to hearing, uh, you know, putting our ear uh, right into the speaker of our cabinet or, you know, hearing it from, you know, four to six feet above the speaker itself. Well, now you get to actually hear your guitar for once. And the first time you hear your guitar, it will let you know how bad your tone actually is because you're hearing it from up here. Uh, you get to put a mic right in front of the cabinet and actually hear it. And uh, uh, it's not a great experience the first time, but it becomes a great experience. But you get your own personalized mix, which is super fun. Um, it's way better on stage, way better experience uh, having in-ears, getting your own personalized mix than four wedges and trying to share a mix for sure. Number two, it allows you to use click um, and eventually tracks. So using in-ears is the precursor to then performing with click and performing with tracks. Um, that's, I, I call it the 3T transition timeline. It's the idea of in order to use tracks on stage, you have to first use in-ears, secondly, you have to use click, and then thirdly, that finally allows you to unlock the ability to use tracks, multi-track stems on stage. Um, and there's a lot of benefits there that allows you to uh, take your song from the studio and take it to the stage. Uh, it allows you to sound like the original recording when you're you're playing. Um, it allows, if you're a cover band, it allows uh, a band with just a few members to really cover like an entire spectrum of sound. And it's not about sounding fuller. I don't like that terminology when we say, I want a full band sound. Uh, it's about sounding better, right? It's about improving the sound of your band, not just making it fuller. Because we can make it fuller with three more electrics and uh, you know a second drummer, but it's not necessarily going to sound good. Uh, number three, it allows you to level up using a trick the pros use. Um, and what I mean is that allows us to get click in our in-ears. And along with the click, we can get cues, band cues, 
that I'll uh, to count us into different sections of a song. Um, here in a few days, a few weeks, uh, the start of June, it looks like sometime in June, I'm actually going to do a video where I um, play some examples of what in-ear mixes sound like, and I'm going to kind of critique the mix and share my thoughts and uh, what I think about the in-ear mix. Uh, so if you never heard an actual in-ear mix, never used in-ears, that, that'll be a helpful thing for you to hear. Um, but uh, it allows you to do some cool things that the pros do. So for example, with with uh, click and with cues, you can map out your entire song and never forget what a part of a song. If you have a particularly precarious part of the song where everyone kind of drops out, and then instead of a measure of four, it's a measure of two, then in your inners, you could have, here comes the measure of two, and you know one, two, two, one, whatever. That was a weird count. I don't know why I would do that. But you could count into sections. You can count out of sections. You could have dynamic band cues to where it'd say, you know, build, drop out, band in. Um, I'm not a huge fan of those, but you can have that. Uh, that helps particularly in a super large set with a lot of songs to kind of remember where you are. But here's the, the uh, uh, other thing that I really like about this is it gives you the ability to say start a song. And let's say you're starting an acapella. Um, you can get pitch in your ears. And I'm not talking about lip syncing. I'm not talking about having your vocal in the tracks and lip syncing. I just literally mean as your song starts, you hear bum, 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 and everyone gets their pitch, bum, you know, and you, you hear the chord in your ears and then you hear one, two, three, four, and then uh, everyone, I sang the wrong note, but everyone sings the correct note. You all come in together, super strong vocally. Um, I, I tell the story, or I've told the story often recently but um a friend of mine who was an md working with an artist he kept catching the artist um you know every night at a certain part of the show at a specific song forgetting the lyrics going into like the second verse so he just said hey, i'm gonna try something so he grabbed a mic he recorded just the lyrics like uh, i'll never let go or whatever you know uh going into that section and so it would say verse two i'll never let go and uh, he tried that one night and the artist looked back at him and was like, yeah, that's great. That's perfect. And it allowed that artist to stay focused in the moment, focused on performing. And you could say, well, they're not a real artist. They need to do the work and remember. Well, yeah, that would be nice if they could remember. But they're also running around. They're entertaining. They're trying to be an artist. They're trying to play music. They're trying to remember you know, all the songs that they wrote. Um, why not cheat every now and again and have little tips and tricks like that in your ears? So I'm going to allow you to level up using uh, a, a trick that the pros use, which is using click tracks that map out your song, cues that remind you where to go, and those little extra things like pitch before a song starts or a reminder as to what the lyrics are. Or for me, I think I've told this story before of, of bombing royally at a uh, at a key change, thinking it was a whole step key change and it was a whole and a half step key change. And uh, nothing like playing a, a A chord when everyone else is playing a B flat. Um, or maybe they were playing an A and I was playing a B flat. Whatever it was, it wasn't pretty. But what's really nice uh, about this is you can, again, um, uh, add in a cue that says key change, whole step, key change, half step, you know, whatever it is to help you um, uh, remember and navigate and, and perform well. And so using click allows you to do that, which is uh, which is really, really great. Uh, the next thing that using a click allows you to do, this is going to be a little controversial and you may push back on this and you may say, say Will, um, uh, I don't agree with you on this, but it makes you sound better. Here's what I mean by that. If you're using in-ears, it's going to make you sound better. Um, and it's going to make you sound better for a few different ways. Uh, one, you're actually going to be able to play together. That's 
uh, spoiler alert, one of my next points, you're going to be able to hear the fellow member, band members, vocalist, uh, and, and it's kind of like a built-in accountability system, right? You're going to hear that this guitar is playing the wrong part or out of tune, or this vocalist is sharp or flat, and you're going to be able to kind of adjust and self-correct for that. One, when you can hear yourself, but then you're going to have other people listening to you and saying, hey, you're, you don't know your part, do you? I remember playing, um, gosh, this was years ago, I was in Charlotte uh, still, um, and I uh, was playing guitar and I was playing at a church and I believe it was a volunteer thing. I hope it was a volunteer thing. I hope I wasn't being paid. And, uh, we were doing a song and I just did not know the song at all. I mean, I just phoned it in. Uh, I didn't rehearse. I didn't learn it. And, uh, we were using in-ears and I just remember the worship leader going, Hey, did you learn that guitar part? And I'm like, uh, and there was like a very signature line, uh, that I was not playing. And so the worship leader had to like teach it to me. It was pretty embarrassing. And it's like, man, I'll never let this happen again. I'd probably let it happen three or four more times because I'm a lazy bum and a terrible person. But um, using in-ears was kind of that built-in accountability of like, I got caught that I was cheating and hadn't learned the song because the the worship leader could hear me. Um, it makes you sound better because you're hearing each other, uh, but it reduces your stage volume. So w- what I mean by that is you can take your amps and move them off stage and you can wear in-ears because you no longer need your amp on stage to hear it. You're hearing it through your in-ears. Um, it allows you to remove monitors from the stage. And so you're reducing stage volume instead of these floor wedges that are just, you know, blasting you with volume and causing feedback because, you know, they're picking up your mic because they're so loud for you to hear over the drums. Now you've got in-ears. Um, and so it's going to sound a lot better. And then it's going to allow your audio engineer to have better control of the band. Your audio engineer is able to say, okay, if, the, if if I'm not having to push the house to compete with the stage volume, I can leave the house volume a little lower and I can mix to the drums then. And I can pull up the actual drum sound a little bit because I'm not trying to compete with everything else. And it's just going to make uh, for a better experience for uh, the, the people in the audience listening to you. Uh, for you on stage, again, you getting that custom mix is going to be a better experience. And in the end, you're going to sound better. Uh, number five, uh, you can actually play together. So spoiler alert, I, I mentioned this, or not spoiler alert, reminder alert. I mentioned this earlier, but being able to hear yourself, it's going to allow you as a band to, to play together better because you can actually hear each other. You can lock in better with the members of the band. Drummers can hear the bassist and they can lock in together. Um, you can hear what others are doing. Again, it's kind of that built-in accountability system. So a lot of people don't like in-ears because they're selfish and uh, they're unskilled musicians and they kind of get caught. Uh, I, I say they're selfish in that, like me, they didn't want to learn the part. They just want to show up and like this be their gig to kind of express themselves and get out of the house as opposed to be an opportunity to kind of serve the song and serve the moment and what's happening. Um, and uh, and so uh, using in-ears allows you to actually play together, have a better experience on stage. Again, you can hear what others are doing uh, and it allows you to lock in well. And again, it's that kind of built-in accountability system. And it's really fun particularly when you get a good intermix and you're playing, you know, for me as a guitar player, when I'm playing with another guitar player and we really lock in, it's really fun. Uh, for me as a guitar player playing rhythm and locking in with a drummer, um, this is our okay, soapbox just for a second. This is one of my pet peeves in particular with uh, younger musicians. And I'm going to, I'm going to categorize this because uh, this is a group I see often, particularly with younger musicians, younger guitar players who play in a church setting. Um, that, you know, want to play lead guitar more than rhythm guitar. And, you know, the band is building and everyone's playing and they just have no sense of dynamic. The, the drummer's just building and the guitarist is like, ding, 
ding, you know, having in ears and me being able to hear the drummer and play dynamically off of what the drummer is doing and lock into what the drummer is doing dynamically. To me, it's more fun. I mean, honestly, like uh, it, it's just it, it's a way more fun experience as a guitar player doing that um, than having a floor wedge and having my amp next to me, you know, blasting my eardrums. Uh, and me just really hearing myself. I, I think it's way more fun. Finally, um, number six, it's better for your hearing. Okay. Uh, you Again, we talked about lower stage volume. We talked about the idea that um, you remove your floor wedges, you move your amps. That's super helpful. Um, but when you get custom in-ears, particularly in-ears like this, they're molded for your specific ears. So when you pop them in, um, it, it's not only just fitting your in-ears, but if, if it's a good seal, and if it's done correctly, then it's also isolating. So it's isolating your ears from the outside. So when I do this, it reduces all this outside noise. Now it's not noise canceling, but it's it's blocking because it's I've got a pretty good seal on these. And so when I take them out, oh, I hear the room, I hear this tiny room that I'm in. But then when I put them back in, kind of blocks that out. It, cle it clears that out. It actually helps me focus a little more. I should keep them in when, uh, when I'm podcasting, even when I don't need a monitor monitor anything but what that helps do let's say you're a bass player playing right next to the drummer or let's say you're the the drummer playing drums and you're in a small venue small club so they put drum shield up what's the drum shield doing it's just reflecting all that sound right back at your ears if you've got a floor wedge you got to get that floor wedge so loud to compete with the sound of what's bouncing off the shield that you're just destroying your hearing well you get some in-ears like this custom in-ears keep the shield up take the wedge away put that those in and it's going to isolate all that sound so that you have control over your mix you're going to be able to get your drums mix exactly the way you want to you'll be able to play better again it's going to be a better experience playing with the rest of the band and the band is going to sound better in the end so why should you use in-ears you get your own personalized mix uh allows you to use click and then eventually tracks allows you to level up using the trick the pros use which is fully mapped songs to click um cues some little extra icing and stuff on those cues which is great uh it makes you as a band sound better uh you can actually play together and then again finally it's better for your hearing uh, a final note on the hearing piece you need to keep both in-ears in um uh, we'll talk about uh, later ways to improve your inner mix particularly for vocalists that's why a lot of vocalists pull their ears out they want to hear how the audience is responding uh, they want to feel connected to the audience um, there's some tips and tricks to do that that will protect your hearing by keeping one ear in because if you pull an ear out what you're doing is you're turning up this ear the one you leave in uh, loud enough to compensate for all the volume that you hear around here which just is not a good thing like that's that's not smart it's not a great thing to do um, if you do it and you purposely keep this low and you're not competing it's not that bad but uh, i have heard stories of people literally getting vertigo and like passing out on stage or kind of stumbling as they walk because their equilibrium is thrown off because of having one ear open and one closed so um that's a couple thoughts i have on why your band should use in-ears again we're going to be talking a lot about in-ears the next three weeks here on the podcast uh talking about why you should use in-ears we're going to talk about transitioning in-ears next week and then um the last in this series will be improving your in-ear mix uh, on wednesdays we'll be talking about this uh, uh more from the worship leader perspective this saturday 
talking about some tips and tricks for choosing in-ears and a monitoring system for your band. Um, that's going to be a really fun episode. I want to make sure you see all of this content. So the best thing you should do if you're listening to this is head over to the YouTube channel. I'll put the, I'm going to make a note here. Uh, I'm going to put the YouTube subscribe link. Uh, that's kind of your, your call to action for this week is uh, put the, uh, click the YouTube subscribe link, go over there, do two things. One, hit subscribe and then hit the bell icon so you're notified when I post a new video. What's great about that, I tell people, download the YouTube app on your phone. You'll get the notification when uh, I post a video and it goes live every day at 10 a.m. Central. Look at the title, look at the thumbnail if it sounds interesting, click through and watch it. If not, ignore it and watch the next one. Um, but I'd love to see you stick around Check out this in-ear content we're talking about. It's going to be incredibly beneficial to you and your band. Thanks so much for watching, for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Take care, everyone. Bye.